Hello beautiful humans, this is Alicia from Ethical Wellness Programs and you are listening to the Heal in Motherhood podcast, the show that combines the science of the mind-body connection and trauma research along with spiritual teachings and practical tools to help women heal their lives from the inside out and reclaim their inner goddess while showing up as the person, parent and partner they came here to be. If you like what you hear on today's show, please don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app so that we can grow our community and impact as many women's lives as possible. Hello, beautiful mamas. I have a special episode for you this week. Today I'm going to share with you an insightful conversation I had with one of my magical mama friends a few weeks back. In this episode, Steph interviews me on all things healing, emotional wellness and motherhood. Plus, I share with you one of the most important but often missed tools you need when it comes to healing your life from the inside out and how to start creating that tool today. Okay, so let's jump in. Amazing. All right. Hello, 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 Alicia. Thank you so much for jumping on as one of our um, motherhood experts and emotional wellness expert as well. So thank you so much. And I'm really, really looking forward to chatting to you more about your journey. So thanks so much for coming on, Helen. No worries. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You are very welcome. So I have connected with you probably like last year sometime. And I've been watching what you've been doing on social media and all your tips for moms and everything. But I guess for somebody with no knowledge, what does it mean to be like an emotional wellness expert? Or how does that look like? in a month so I decided to focus on emotional wellness for mums because that was a big part of my journey and I guess growing up I think we're all sent this message that it's not okay to feel your feelings you know no one likes an angry little girl or don't be a crybaby or feelings And our emotions, no fault on our parents, and we might do it ourselves as parents as well, are often dismissed a lot as children. And this creates this society that we live in, which is you've got to be strong and, you know, it's weak to be seen um, crying. And it's celebrated in our culture to be strong and and to have all your shit together. And I feel like when you come into that motherhood journey and any transition in life, really, even my motherhood transition and my business transition both brought up a lot of beliefs and emotions and, you know, those feelings of not good enough. Um, Yeah, yeah, You know, am I cut out to be a good parent? Um, all those emotions that we've suppressed for so long, when we go for a transition or a change, they all come rushing to the surface. And so many women get diagnosed with postnatal depression, um, anxiety, we have mum guilt, we have shame, and all these things I feel like are really triggered 
in motherhood because also not only do we have that side of the coin but we also have our children that also trigger us as well <laughs> yeah exactly and there's both sides and and it's funny that you brought that up you know when we were growing up it was like sit down be quiet kids should be seen and not heard you know and as well like don't make noise don't you know don't be angry what are you angry for you know don't be crying don't be a crybaby so it's yeah. all this conditioning again from I guess generational stuff right because it's learned behavior from our grandparents yeah. and so on and also we've not just done that to children we've done that to mothers and women in society you know witches were burnt at the stake in the middle of the uh, town in front of everybody because they wanted to speak their truth or because they believed they had healing powers and you know it is generational because for so many years we have been told that you know women have to be quiet and it's the same it's like women and children have to be seen and not heard and this stifles our voice and when we come out and I feel like this is another business thing as well actually is when we do come out and we want to talk about our struggles and our um, strengths um, like on social media and stuff like that so many of us have this anxiety because we're so afraid to talk out and I just feel like that has come it is so generational and I help women break those patterns those generational patterns because well, I guess as well, we've been conditioned to not take up space, right? Yeah, you know, you know that. moms have been doing this for centuries. This is nothing special about you. Why <laughs> can't you do it? Stop making a scene. Just get on with it. You know, everybody's been doing this since the beginning of time. And then it's like, you have to be strong as well as a mom because you're, you're juggling the kids and then you're looking after housework. But now I'm finding like, you know, people don't have that village of support because a lot of people are nomadic at the moment. You know, they're not mm. living where they were brought up or in their little communities as well. So it's absolutely huge. It's just has this huge ripple effect. Yeah, I feel like so many mothers feel isolated on their motherhood journey. And, you know, we are, I mean, I'm living in Australia where I don't live near family. It's just me and my partner. Um, also, I did have a very close person that I was close friends with, um, and we had kids at the same time, but our values were so different and our parenting was so different that actually it broke our friendship because it was so, we were so on different ends of the spectrum. Um, that was another person that I thought I had and could rely on. And then you don't have that person. And I feel like motherhood can be so isolating and you do feel like you're the only person that's ever been a mum and you don't realize until you become a mum how life-changing the journey is like you said before people think oh it's normal it's natural every mum's maternal and mums should always love their kids and we've got these societal ideals that all mums have got to love their kids unconditionally and we're always going to be the nice parent and you know we're never going to be angry or shout at our kids and that's really frowned upon as well 
And there's just so many expectations on women and mothers. Yeah. And that it's overwhelming and people are getting stuck and they're not enjoying their motherhood journey as much as they could be because Mm. all of those expectations, we have our expectations of what we think we should be doing. We've got the expectations that what other people have on us and society has put on us and our culture, maybe religion, you know, it's just such a massive topic and I feel like at the core of it all really is emotional wellness and how we have processed our past um letting go of all of those things it's not easy to do that on your own you know healing is not a journey you should go on alone even though you're the only one who can heal yourself I do believe that but I think support needs to be there And also, like you said, the village to help women um, feel heard, feel seen and be supported by other mums that get it, you know. And I feel as well sometimes that nearly there's too much information out there, right? So mums aren't trusting themselves anymore. They're looking around going, oh, you should, you know, someone saying you should do this and you should be doing this. And what about this? And breastfeed and bottle fed and sleep and then all these things that you're just, it's very, very overwhelming. And I think that moms are losing trust in themselves and their own intuition and they're knowing for their kids because of fear again of judgment or ridicule or too many experts, you know? Everyone has got an opinion when you're a new mom. Everyone tells you how it should be done. I find that yeah I feel that's definitely true and I feel like in some ways that has is a blessing to not have children near your parents and things because you don't actually have to deal with that on top of everything else that you're already dealing with you don't have to deal with you know other people's opinions on what it is you should and shouldn't be doing And I love how you spoke about the the intuition part because that is one of the biggest parts that I help women do is tap tap back into that intuition because only you know what's good for your family, only you know what's good for your body and only you know what's good for you. Yes, you can get ideas from books and podcasts and wherever you're getting your ideas from and asking a friend. But at the end of the day, you've got to do what feels right for you. But we've become so disconnected from what feels right Mm. that we don't trust our gut gut anymore. We don't trust those mother instincts because, and going back to the whole um, generational thing, I feel like a lot of it comes from that, you know, from when we're a child and we're told just to be a good girl, don't rock the boat, don't tell Nana she looks fat in that dress when you're five years old and you don't even really know what that means. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many things out there that can bring us into a position of even with our health, like that's how my health journey started is that I started to go to experts because I believe they knew more than me, even though I was teaching nutrition, I even went to a health coach to help me. Um, and it was like, I stopped trusting 
my body and letting my body signal to me what it needed and I started to just look outside for external um, validations and what I should be doing um, instead of doing what feels good and you know what not even even the the journey starts in pregnancy when people are telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing or even conception before the even child comes around and but I mean this is just a huge huge kettle um you know there's just a can of worms we could talk about this all day but what I really would love to give is maybe some people that are watching this some like tips or tricks or some tools that they could go away with so who would be like who do you help you know I, I know you help moms but kind of what does your typical person say right I have these problems I need Leisha you know how <laughs> again I'm not um, trying to <laughs> it's a good question it's a good question I feel like if you're a mum and you are finding yourself just constantly emotionally reactive especially towards your children and you want to you know you're always stressed out you're always frustrated and angry and you're just not really enjoying the mum journey it feels hard and it feels heavy and that's all of us at some point. Yeah, yeah? I was going to say, I think, I, can, I think everybody can relate like to that. that. Everybody can relate to that, right? But how do we be kinder to our kids? How do we feel triggered by our children's behaviours? And yes, like we've said, the journey can feel heavy and it can feel hard at moments, but it doesn't have to. And we've become so conditioned to believe that it's got to be exhausting and it's got to be hard and our kids are annoying the shit out of us. But all of these things are ours. There are triggers and there are problems. And it's um, our perception, right? And it's it, the way that we react to things around us. Yeah. So everything really does come back to those perceptions and those beliefs that we have created in childhood okay so Um, if I'm stressed and angry and frustrated and we have our moments and we have our days nobody's perfect right we're always just trying to be the best version of ourselves but there's days that we get triggered or activated whatever you want to call it so what would I do in that situation you know not you know something that I would do and I don't even know if you teach this or whatever is you know breath work or deep breaths or to calm the nervous system is that something that you do and have you got something like kind of like a quick sort of like snap out of that decompress if you're losing your shit yes (laughs) I love that term losing your shit I think I'm gonna call my next um freebie losing your shit (laughs) Um, so yes I love how you pointed that out and everything when I'm talking about childhood stuff, we are talking about the nervous system. So that is what I teach in my programs is I teach mums how to regulate their nervous system, but also how to manage their emotions as well. So we go really deep into that. But the first layer of learning to regulate your nervous system, which is very helpful and breath work and stuff is helpful but for some people that doesn't work in the moment either so 
I help people find their safety. And that's the biggest, most important thing I feel that anyone can do. And it's easy to find in that moment is find things that help you feel safe. So for some people, it might be the breath. For me to feel safe, if I'm feeling super triggered, I will turn away from my child and I just place my hand on my heart and I'll close my eyes and I'll just stop doing the deep breaths. But the hand has to be on the heart. That anchors me into my body. And I just repeat, I am safe. I am calm. I am grounded. I am safe. I love that. I am calm. I am grounded. And you it can do this with your like eyes open. There's a huge connection there. Oh, as soon as just I touch my that, heart, as soon as I just I'm did that, that to my breath, body, I'm safe. Mm, you know? I, I feel um I've, I feel calm already. It's that's a huge difference just placing your hand there and being mindful about that. Instead of at the same God. <gasps> Sometimes our breath can activate us. So yeah. The in-breath is our activation and the out-breath is the deactivation. It's right, the, I didn't the, know that. Yeah, so it's the masculine energy and the feminine energy and it comes together and it's balanced. But that's why sometimes, especially if you're an anxious person, the breath doesn't calm you, it activates you. Yeah. So for some people, safety and breath doesn't work and that's what I do with people is I help them everyone's so different and it's so unique yeah and I can always pop a little meditation I've got a little meditation that will help you find your sense of calm because some people don't feel safe inside their body so for some people it will be that safety is looking at something outside of themselves to start off with or it might be like tapping on their wrist or stroking on their arm safety doesn't have to be in our body because some people don't feel safe in their body especially if they've been through trauma so it might be like holding a cup yeah with some hot so water how, would, how would somebody find out then what their safety anchor is or this is, is this a whole experience and something that you go through with your coaching or is there kind of little tips yeah. or or things that you say hey well these are kind of like the the main ones and this is how you would feel and mm. I know this there's loads of stuff to go into but this is very very interesting because people might assume that you know safety comes from your body but you're right it's not if they have been through trauma it's outside of them yeah like sometimes if I've been out shopping because I find shopping quite overwhelming because of the lights oh, and all the going on If I come home and I feel drained, so if I feel drained, I know that my system's been in overwhelm because I'm feeling really exhausted. I go into my bed because that's a safe place for me. And I get under my quilt covers. I place my hands on my heart and I just repeat, I am safe. I am home. I am safe. I am home. And I do that for five minutes and literally I will get back out of bed and I'm just normal. The exhaustion's gone and I feel great because I've rebalanced my nervous system. But what a lot of people are doing is they're not rebalancing their nervous system and they're just going around in the flight, fight, freeze mode and they're not switching back into safety. So that's why I feel like this is so missed in the healing world, but it's the most important thing. If you can't create safety first, 
then how are you going to process all your trauma? You're just going to activate your system even more. Like it's overwhelming. Yeah. So how and I, I guess, say, yeah, when, when you're in that kind of like fight or flight as well, anything can tip you over the edge. You come in the door and you're stressed and one of the kids asks you something and you just go snap. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're basically, you haven't healed yourself. Yeah, okay. So brilliant. a beautiful practice is to, before you come in the front door, is sit in the car and do your safety practice. So, and this is what I do with my clients is we develop what we call a safety practice. And it's something that you can practice wherever you are so that you can always return to safety. And like I said, for some people, it's a mantra. Some people, um, it's the breath. Some people, it's a place inside the body or a kinesthetic anchor, like a like we did with the heart. It might be a place. So how to find that is actually asking yourself that question. Because you there already you know. Intuition, you your body. Tell you. Your body already knows. Your body is wisdom. Yes. Your body knows. So I've got a special meditation that I'm happy to click on the link under here. Let me know. I can send it. You can send it out in an email as a freebie or whatever. Yeah. And it helps you go through the body and see if you feel safe inside the body. And if you don't feel safe inside the body, then you can start to look around you for other things that might help you feel safe. Fantastic. Um, just in regards to, I know you'd work predominantly with moms. What about if kids as well have this like nervous tension? Is there is this the same sort of like tools um, that, yes. that moms teach their kids and they can do together? Is that something? That as well? is one of the benefits, I guess. So you've got the regulation of your own nervous system, which is self-regulation, which is why it's so important because if you are unregulated, you can unregulate your child. So we co-regulate. So you can't fake safety, okay? So I can sit there and say to my child, oh, it's okay. And I can have a nice soft voice and tell my child she's going to be okay. But if my nervous system is going ding, 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 my child is not going to feel safe because she can co-regulate to my nervous system. Yeah. So and that's why can pick up on energy mom. as well. Yeah, that it is energy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything is energy. And that's why some people you'll get that feeling from and you'll be like, oh no, I didn't like that person's energy. And that could either be their nervous system is out of balance or yours is. And you feel triggered when someone else is regulated. So, yeah, it's beautiful process. We call it co-regulation. And the more you are able to regulate yourself, the more you don't actually need to teach this to your children is what I'm saying. They will mimic you. Pick up. Yeah, exactly. So, it's better, so if your child's having a tantrum, it's better for you to just be calm and tell them it's okay. Let it all out, darling. Let it all out. It's okay. You're safe. It's better for you to sit there and do that than say, breathe, breathe, breathe. It's not helpful for the child when you do that. You have got to be the guide and the model and the mentor. And that's a mistake I think I see a lot of people make is they say, I was telling my child to breathe and I was telling them to do this and I was telling them to do that. And it's like, no, you just do it. 
and they will mimic you. If you feel safe, they will feel safe too. But if you're not safe, they are definitely not feeling safe. Or you know what? Sometimes there's times where your kids are shouting and you're shouting back and then you kind of think, oh my God, I handled that terribly. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's where the apologizing comes in and you can go back and you can say, look, that's not how we do things. This got out of hand. I feel like we think if we make a mistake as a parent that sometimes, like somehow, you know, it's, oh, we're terrible, we're bad parents. But actually, the if you do do that, it's a great learning opportunity, not just for you, but for the child as well, depending on what age your children are. But I've witnessed a beautiful thing the other day. My partner, my daughter was at the slide thing and she got really nervous and she started crying because she didn't want to go down the slide. And my partner said, I'll hold your hand. He, he held her hand and then he let go. And she went down the slide and she was crying. She bumped her head on the way down and she was so upset. And I was like, I said to my partner, that wasn't a nice thing to do. You know, she trusted you. You built that safety with her and then you let go of her. And she was really upset about it. I didn't say anything else about it. We moved on. But he went over. We were sitting at the table and he went over and he said, he got down at her level and he said, B, I'm so sorry that I let go of your hand. That wasn't nice of daddy to do. I'm really sorry. And he apologized to her. My heart was just like, oh my God. (laughs) I was like, thank you so much for doing that. Because even if we do fuck up and we think, oh, I wish I didn't do that. We've always got the opportunity to go back and say. Exactly. We can apologize to our kids. We can say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have shouted or this wasn't the right way to handle it. I love you. You know? Yes. And and we're learning too. We are learning as parents. We're not perfect. No. No, I've never been a parent before. So I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm still learning too. We're learning together. We're going to make mistakes. It's going to be okay to move on. And then sometimes I feel like, as you said, are we damaging our kids? Are we doing it all wrong? Are we going to like, you know, they're going to grow up as adults and be like this moment when my mother said or did this or we lost her mm. shit. Is that going to be something that they're going to carry on? But you know what? We're, do, we're all doing the best that we can in the moment, right? And we need to applaud ourselves for that. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like that's a good point that you make because some people can fall into that trap as you do this work. And I've certainly felt fall into the trap myself as thinking, I've got to always do it all perfectly and otherwise I'm going to traumatize my kids. But what I've realized is no matter what, we traumatize our kids, right? We just have to (laughs) learn to live with the fact that they are at some point going to be traumatized by something we did do or something we didn't do or something we said or a lunchbox that we didn't buy them and they didn't fit in at school that is their experience and they're allowed to have that experience you know like we can't control and it's letting go of that control like you're only responsible for you yes they're your children but you are not responsible for how they feel how they act what they do like you're just the guide well exactly exactly we're all just doing the best that we can so if somebody wants to work with you how do they find you so they're going to stalk you on Facebook and you have a podcast coming up as well. 
Yeah, so my Heal in Motherhood podcast is launching next week. So by the time this goes out, it will probably be live. Um, Heal in Motherhood podcast. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I'm on Instagram as Leisha Arrowsmith. You can reach out to me on my um, Facebook page on my own name, or I've also got my business. um, I've also got my website, but I've also got Ethical Wellness is my business um, name. But you can reach out to me on the socials wherever. Um, Add me as a friend on Facebook and then go from there. Brilliant. So thank you so much for those tips. And it was a really, really awesome conversation. And yes, everybody, if you're if you're feeling stressed or frustrated and you want to kill your kids, you need to talk to me. <laughs> um, and you know what? We've all been there. We've all done that. You know, it's normal. So please don't be hard on yourself if you're parenting or if you're a mother or doing your thing as well. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will drop leashes links below and i will talk to you later lovies bye-bye thank you if you enjoyed listening to the podcast episode today and you'd like to learn more about how to create safety from within then please click the link in the show notes below thank you and